Uh, uh, fellas, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the Valleycast, everybody. Happy New Year. Also, I saw a film yesterday. What'd you see? I saw a film called Poor Things. You saw it? Okay, oh, I can't, I can't, yeah. I can't, I can't, I can't, I cannot, I don't, I, I can't, I like, I need to see it. Okay. I tried okay. to see yeah. it twice now. I'm not saying anything. I'm not Something saying happened every time I went to go, and I know, Elliot, I know that Thank you're going to, you you're going to say that I, uh, I, I probably will enjoy this movie, or it's probably shocking I haven't seen it yet. I was thinking at least one of you maybe had had poked out and seen it. Uh, I, I want got, to real bad. I have two movies in the queue from the movie theater that I I am I'm definitely seeing. Is the other one the one that I saw? It better not be because I saw one of three that I had to see. I saw Godzilla minus one. Yes, so-, so did I. I saw Godzilla minus one, and so then the good. other two Same is thing, Boy in the Heron. <laughs> I need to see Boy in the Heron, and I need to see Poor Things. Yeah. Well, okay, Ellie, I, he doesn't want you to say anything about it, but you, please, I do want your don't. reaction because like, it could be one of two ways, I feel. It really could be, Joe, and I tell you, it's it's. I go back and forth. It is quite a film, and oh. I highly uh, recommend seeing it, but it is quite okay. a, a stunning film and it is stunning in quite a few ways there are a few <laughs> moments that are absolutely laugh out loud hysterical Fuck and yeah. acting wise it's unbelievable emma stone 100 deserves the oscar visually it is incredible there are many moments of dis physical discomfort for me <laughs> but that's because i can be a prude and i can be uh, you know like a, a young child watching a movie uh, rather than a full-grown adult and it is a it is a great movie and i think deserves to be the they're best talking about uh willem dafoe for the oscar unbelievable from every Raimi, who is the uh, stand-up comedian he went he blew up with a show on hulu for a second and he does every single actor in it is so so good oh so emma first of all emma stone is having a moment right now for sure really is and she's absolutely killing it. She's out there serving cunt and taking names. And we love her for it. So you have seen the movie. Okay. I have not seen it. Uh, but I have seen a few Yorgos Lanthimos movies. Who is the Yorgos director. Lanthimos. God bless you. Thank you. And, uh, you know, he directed The Favorite. I don't, I don't know if you knew uh, that. Oh, no. I, I've seen the guy's name reference uh but i i was curious we were talking after we left like what else has this guy done because this is such a, a oh, unique please and this is based watch. on a novel i guess please the watch favorite. his other stuff please the favorite hey, joe you've seen the favorite right yeah that's that's why that's also got emma stone and it's a wild ride yeah yeah uh, the this favorite wild ride, yeah dude yeah. you you should you and grace I'll should watch him. the favorite please like i i would re- i really would love to hear your guys thoughts on that and also then, uh, very weird and very fun. yeah <laughs> okay. yeah but uh, but it's interesting because i would say the favorite is probably his closest to like a studio like a uh, general audience type movie the rest what, of them are very very bizarre it's what emma stone got the oscar for right is that is that what she got the oscar for that's crazy uh, let me double check the, the other girl did for sure. The English lady, what's her name? Oh, uh, um, hang Judy on. Finch. No, no, hang on. I got it. Olivia Coleman. Yes, no, yes. Is that it, Olivia Coleman? Yeah. Yeah, okay. uh, yeah, 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 yeah. From Peep Show. Yes, correct. So Man, if you, oh, so dude, if you love Olivia Coleman, then get ready, you idiot. Okay. <laughs> That's a good point. That is a good point. And uh, Mark Ruffalo, so good. He is, boy, I love that guy. What a uh, great guy. Well, please no more cast spoilers. I had no idea Mark Ruffalo was in it, and now it's ruined. <laughs> I forgot you have your Mark Ruffalo hatred. that I, you I cannot see Mark Ruffalo bad. on screen. Some people are like, I will not watch Home Alone 2 because Donald Trump is in it for 3.4 seconds. Okay, and so. I'll never watch that movie again. And for me, it's the same with Mark Ruffalo. Don't feel like watching movies, so I'll watch people. Them instead. I don't know how it goes. I think it starts with your uh, uh, 
Emma Stone got the Oscar for La She's La Land. I was going to say La La Land. For, for Best Actress, but she might have got Best Supporting for The Favorite. You guys keep talking. I, I mean, she out. was fucking incredible in The Favorite. But I'll say this. Yorgos Lanthimos also directed The Made Lobster. The Lobster. Oh, and... I've seen The Lobster. That's okay. who, what, okay. Now so does it, it kind of click? It clicks? Yeah. Okay, okay. And then... um. Uh, um, the killing of the sacred deer. The killing I of the sacred see, yeah. deer. I see. I know who this guy is now. Please okay. watch those. Watch the killing of a sacred deer and the favorite as soon as you possibly can, because now that okay. you've got, you've been injected with more Yorgos Lanthimos. I think you need more. <laughs> the name is so fucking funny. <laughs> it is. Yeah, what and name? You, you know how to say it so well. Like a really Yorgos nice Lanthimos. <laughs> well, yeah, I discovered it... <laughs> him at Fantastic Fest. They showed, uh, they showed the lobster at Fantastic Fest. They premiered there, and I was like, "I'm in love with whatever this is. This is like." I explained it to my girlfriend because I was preparing her and showing her Yorgos Lanthimos movies before uh, the this one. Poor things. I was like leading her up to it, and I was like, "You just need to know," because she likes Wes Anderson movies. I was like, "Yorgos Lanthimos makes like twisted Wes Anderson movies." They're well, like well put, right? It's like a, it's like scary, alternate dimension Wes Anderson. Yeah, it's one of the few movies I've seen in a while, or at least Poor Things was, where I was like, "This is true creativity and using filmmaking as like an art form rather than just like trying to make something for an odd that you think an audience will like." You're like, "Oh, this is." This reminds you that this is these are artists doing this. Oh and yeah, and some idiots will say. Oh well, cinema's dead, or you know, where the the superhero movie is taking over the film entertainment industry, and it's like, no, sir, or man, right. isn't uh-uh. it kind of? Aren't they done now? Like, isn't it? There's no excitement over any like Marvel movies. Is that what people are saying? We hit a wall. No one wants Star Wars. No one. Yeah, we hit a wall. Like Disney. Disney did what they did. What they do? They did what they did with well, with they, who wants to be a millionaire. Everything they, is cyclical, you know. Like, and yes. this was a big cycle that we just went through of twenty years of superhero movies. But I do feel like art house, like late nineties, kind of like independent flicks are really starting to come back and and storytelling about small things. Air that Ben Affleck and Matt Damon movie that just came out, the holdover. Saltburn. Saltburn. Like, it's all being like talked about as the biggest movies of the year as far as oh Oppenheimer, but it's mm-hmm. a big budget one, but it's still like. Um, that kind of old school storytelling. So I think people got burnt out, except for on Spider Verse movies. <laughs> yeah, because again, we're yeah. getting, we're we're doing superhero in a new medium, and it looks different. And it and we've got a, an incredible crew behind the scenes with uh, Phil Lord and Chris Miller and and those guys. Those guys are just good. Anything they touch is like entertaining. So you combine that with a new medium, like a weird stop motion animation CGI type thing, and then you get Super or Spider Man, which almost never fails for audiences. Audiences just fucking love Spider Man. They love that little guy. It's just yeah. a perfect storm. But it's interesting because. That Aquaman movie is that Aquaman movie out already? Yeah, people Dude, hate it. It's just done. Like that was the last nail in the coffin for like those like kind of throwaway, just make them on a green screen superhero movies. Well, and then, to, to, to be fair, it was DC, which always was like never had a chance, right? For sure. So that that's it, it's almost I think the right example. I think you're. Your more correct example for what you're saying for the nail in the coffin is the Marvels. Which, oh, sure. Yeah. Which was straight up Marvel and just tanked hard. Yeah, but I didn't hear really that much bad stuff about it. It's just that people are done. Yeah, nobody went. It's not I like a really bad movie, worse. I guess. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it's like actually pretty good. But that I also, those all those movies are so yeah. boring. After well, now. my hot take prediction, which is not a hot take prediction at all, is that the new Deadpool movie will come out and reinvigorate superhero yeah. movies again. Maybe. And then we'll when start Taylor, all over again. When Taylor Swift descends in a superhero outfit, it's it going to explode the universe. It will explode the, yeah, our I economy. Hope, I hope they kill her like they did all the others Me right too. away. Yeah, <laughs> Just they like have Taylor to. Swift, dead in two seconds. <laughs> I think no matter what happens, the fact that she's in it at all will destroy, like people will go in droves to the theater. 
They're yeah, gonna make yeah. so much money off that fucking movie. Um, I really hope they kill her immediately. That is the movie. That'd thing. be so be great. So funny. I mean, there um, are no rules in these movies anyway, so they yeah. could kill her and then be like, "Ooh, that was so, Dimension Fourteen version of t- Madam Web Earth, or whatever." Earth Seven Point B. Taylor Swift is so big that like being in this movie and having a continued storyline doesn't like it doesn't do anything for her at the end of the day. It just no. doesn't. The biggest move she could make, it, her her team going, yes, kill me violently in two seconds. Would violently, be, yeah. Because people would be like, <laughs> she's got a sense of humor. Yeah. She's, yep. Like, she gets it. She's in on the joke. Oh, I think it could upset the Swifties, though. Because I think I think what it is, what it would do for her, which is probably a pretty good move, although... Once you open up the nerd floodgates, you like open yourself up to some like pretty toxic shit. Not that she hasn't received it already, but when you get Taylor Swift in front of the nerds, like the nerds are avoiding Taylor Swift, it feels like. And then you throw her right on screen with Ryan Reynolds and uh, Hugh Jackman. And you're like, you've just opened up the whole world for people to be like, oh, who's that? There's going to be erections flinging up in those theaters unlike anything <laughs> that's ever been seen before. Absolutely. Uh, Mostly from me. Yeah, um, two update, of them at least. I was an idiot. Uh, Emma Stone did not win a Best Support show. She got nominated for Birdman. She got nominated mm. for The Favorite, both supporting, and then she won Best Actress for Lala. But Olivia Coleman, yeah, I think, Joe. won Best Actress for The Favorite. Yes. Because she just uh, fucking killed it. And Rachel Weiss is in that, and she's fucking great, too. Oh, such a good movie. And I love speaking, Rachel Weiss. Speaking of Taylor Swift's kind of reach and also uh, stuff he has to worry about, are you guys familiar with this young woman who's recently been released from prison after eight years for killing her? Well, only because um, of my daughter. <laughs> she's like, I, she it's got, been all yeah. over my t- my timelines. So this this young lady is apparently a big Swifty and wanted to go see a Chiefs game. And the state of Missouri said, oh, we'd rather, really rather you didn't come into our uh, state, please. And they said, no, you're not allowed to come into our state. And they kept the um, the young woman who was released from prison for killing her mom from entering the state in order to go to the Chiefs game in order to see Taylor Swift at the game. Because they don't want, like, a murderer to get publicity in there. Sports I don't team? know. I don't know. I thought you guys would know more about the story and you'd be able to fill in the gaps about what I'm sure I said was just wrong. But definitely a young woman who's now posting on social media a lot as a result of getting out of prison for killing her abusive mother, going to see Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift, and the state of Missouri uniting and saying no thank you is very funny to me. Gypsy <laughs> Rose. <laughs> Gypsy Rose Blanchard. Yeah, but I don't know enough about how dark the story is and whether or not it's appropriate to laugh, but I do think it sounds funny. I think, she cons- I think she conspired. I think the boyfriend did the murder. If if I if my daughter's is that what it is? Are okay. correct. I bet Let's your see. daughter's very correct on it. Yeah, because the mom was making the girl sick or making her lie about sickness all the time and keeping her. Oh yeah, uh, just crazy, dark, horrible stuff. Yeah, and she's in the Swifty. So that just Swifty Swift's reach is crazy. I mean, it is. <laughs> yeah, those tendrils go way deep. And I love it that people are like, you know, it, it, Taylor Swift has reached the point where there's like, you know, all these like uh, uh, puff pieces about how awful she is for destroying the environment um, with her uh, airplane emissions. Like every time she flies to see her boyfriend, she's like destroying the environment more than one human in an entire lifetime. Yeah but she does it like every single time. And I was thinking like, all right, well, let's think about this. So she's super, super fucking rich and she would probably be ripped to shreds in an airport. So I get wanting to fly like in a private thing and probably it's probably awesome and so much easier to just get in a private jet all the fucking time. And then I was thinking all these people that are like, how dare she destroy our environment right under our noses? And I was like, like, you wouldn't do that if you were fucking filthy rich. Like, who here wouldn't do that? 
take j- private jets all over. I mean, it's it's all just let's you, you build people up to tear them down at the end of the day. Right. Everybody that's like complaining about it are also like taking big swigs from their their plastic disposable bottle while so they can fucking be quenched while they're bitching. And then like everybody's not contributing. Everybody's right. being horrible in their own little way. She's just doing it uh, as like a rich person. But right. she's also recycle. probably. Yeah. You could right. recycle as individuals every day for your entire life for a hundred years and it would not amount to what one cruise ship does in <laughs> yeah. one cruise. Yeah. We we can't help we can't stop people from being, you know, we from making money off of things that they've been making money off of for hundreds of years now at this point. Well, I, she's probably I, I don't know. a good lord. Too much, too much Taylor Swift already. However, I, I guarantee she's probably doing more good <laughs> with her charitable uh, efforts oh, and whatever, sure. whatever sure. else she's doing on the other side of her actions. You know. Speaking of speaking of emissions, y'all, blimp. Can you see it from where you are? Blimp, blimp. What there's kind of blimp? blimp? You know, guys know there's like 15 blimps in the world, and they cause half the pollution that is out right now. <laughs> Did you know that? Thank you guys you for should, listening to the Valley Cast. Goodbye. You should go out with a megaphone into the street and go, "Oh my God, a blimp! Everyone, look, look, a blimp!" And did you, you know that every year that they destroy? <laughs> did you guys know? That's so funny. Get is everyone that... excited about it. <laughs> is it the get... good year? Is it the good year blimp? It's a it bad year. Be. It's actually a bad year because uh, <laughs> over fifteen thousand <laughs> families are affected. Uh, before we move on from superhero stuff i wanted to tease a little something and then put you on the spot for a second joe Uh-oh. but for nothing bad and um and really it's like you know up to you at the end of the day but um i just wanted to tease that uh there has been movement this is breaking news there has been movement on the dream warriors next project Oh, I don't know if you guys know, but the Dream Warriors is a collective of friends and comedians and editors who uh, during the pandemic took the beloved film Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, chopped it up into scenes, gave them to these comedians and editors, and we re-edited the movie into like a big YouTube poop mess of nonsense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's really fun. And we screened it in a movie theater and all a bunch of people came and then we had a bunch of people saying that they wanted to do a scene in the next one because we teased that we were doing a next another one so for people that are listening to this you're getting a super exclusive elliot i don't even know if you know this what the movie is the next movie that we've decided to do and we've been working on for two years oh god (laughs) it's uh batman forever Mm -hmm. and uh I, nice. I want to say Good that a, uh, a cut, a very rough cut of uh, all the scenes assembled was screened in a secret location in Los Angeles. It got, uh, oh, you're talking about for Bill and Ted. It was just a, no, 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 for oh, Batman. This? They, it got they, done? No, no, no. It, it was a very rough <laughs> assemblage. Okay. That it was for, it was a very small, it was literally just to see how long this thing is. You know what scenes are left who has pretty sure i didn't do one yet i think i have to do a scene still so we watched that whole fucking thing last night and there are more not finished scenes than there are finished scenes and that movie is fucking awful (laughs) that is an awful movie batman forever is a bad movie elliot would you care to respond yeah um you know jim carrey says one of the reasons it's bad is because he was too big of a star and at that time and his mm. uh the the focus was on him and it diminished tommy lee jones's performance and tommy lee Damn. jones wanted to take a darker tone so they both ended up like i Butting guess heads? They, they're like the same character if you watch that movie. Kind of oh are. yeah ah, and it's like doesn't work no it's true well, also the, whole the pacing thing, that movie gets boring as shit like, it's so boring in. it's so boring and it's so bad and it's like you know i'll give schumacher credit because you're right elliot you, you do have tommy lee jones and jim carrey basically 
like eat like being bonkers maniacs like the whole movie. That is true. You never never really thought of it as a kid, but Tommy Lee Jones should have never been that character. No, no, <laughs> it's no. crazy. It's crazy. It's He's crazy. It's Ever. crazy. And uh, and, you know, there's that famous story that Jim Carrey told on the Norm Macdonald, that Norm Macdonald show about how um, he says, I can't sanction your buffoonery. <laughs> <laughs> you guys know that story, right? What is that? No. Well, Jim Carrey, mm. it, uh, it well, Jim Carrey spilled on that Norm Macdonald podcast or whatever that Tommy Lee Jones like hated him like notoriously absolutely hated Jim Carrey and uh one day one night after they filmed like the movie had come out and whatever it was already gone he was in a restaurant and someone told Jim Carrey hey Tommy Lee Jones is over there and Jim Jim Carrey was like oh I gotta go say hi to him like we just did that Batman movie together I haven't seen him in a minute so he goes over to him and he and he says Hey, Tommy. And he said, Tommy turns around and looked at him like with like the most dejected, like, oh, God, this guy face. And then he gets up and he like walks over to him. So like, I don't want to do this. And he gives Jim Carrey like he comes real close to him and he says, you know, I don't like you. Right. Or like, I've never liked you like something like I've never liked you. And then Jim Carrey's like, really? And then he says, yeah, I, uh, I cannot sanction your buffoonery. <laughs> and that was like the, that was like the, the thing that he remembered forever was that he I would s- remember that forever. That would be, I, just- <laughs> right? I would repeat in my head the mo- the moment I woke up every day. I uh, cannot sanction your buffoonery. What does that mean? I, I don't have the ability <laughs> to sanction your He doesn't stand. Yeah. He like, doesn't stand. He doesn't support his like wacky shit (laughs) but anyway it makes that good story and then jim carrey did number 27 to i know (laughs) but it's funny because like if you watch that movie with those glasses on that that um tommy lee jones hates Jim Carrey. Well, it makes it like a little bit more funny, entertaining because you're like, oh man, they oh, I can't wait them in this scene. <laughs> but I also, anyway, oh sorry, go ahead. No, go go go. You go. There, there's another hate on screen hate uh, that I heard about recently. What is it? About, which is super bad. Uh, Jonah Hill. Oh yeah, le- legit hated uh, McLovin. Yeah, and like they mm-hmm. did not. And I think that makes it so much funnier when you watch like, God, they're so mean. He really is so vicious. And he hated him from the start. Like yeah. he saw the audition tape and he was like, no, not that guy. Yeah. Like he, he almost <laughs> like refused to do the movie. If they cast him, they were like, why are you casting this guy? Like why? Like, and he wasn't, he was like a nobody. He hadn't been in anything. Yeah. Uh, which was like kind of a big deal, you know? That's what they said when I was on Project X. They said, get that guy, make sure he's off screen. (laughs) (laughs) It's too much light. He's just, he's he's emitting too much. So anyway, we watched this fucking, you know, just a very few of us watched a cut of this Batman, this Dream Warriors Batman forever and ever that we've been working on. And uh, it's like really hard to watch because it's like the, the the scenes that aren't, messed with are like awful you know they need to be we need to, basically we're 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 gearing up to finish this thing and then actually like set a premiere date and do Ooh. like a whole thing again for this one so while we were watching it up in the top corner it would say the names of the person who's seen it belonged to and whether it was done or not and there's quite a few so don't feel bad joe oh i don't oh i don't you shouldn't but i I'm, know andy mogren did like 17. dude andy <laughs> uh andy did some insane shit this time around he always steals the show which i love so much but um so the scene that you are supposed to do joe is the one where chris o'donnell's robin is like put doing laundry or something yeah. he's like throwing the clothes like an acrobat yeah, onto I the remember. clotheslines and shit yep, yep. and i was like you know i secretly really really hope joe does this i'll do it still. i'll do it so i'm this is me putting you on the spot you should but if you don't have the time and you can't do it i totally understand uh but it's like it. I want to tease me. that we're coming to the we're finally 
gonna finish this fucking thing. So We're doing it. Look forward to the premiere date in 2020. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Have We're you, trying have to you, do this. Well, go ahead. Have you um um did you cast the um the role of Drew Barrymore? Oh yeah, that's right. She's a weird sex pot in it. So Drew Barrymore. I would. I would. Do you want to do? Do you do? Do you Sugar. want? Do you want Sugar. something? Yeah, because she's because Drew Barrymore and Debbie Mazar play like the angel and devil to Tommy Lee Jones's two sides, two faces, and I think she's criminally underutilized in that movie because she's just kind of. Can I play the coin? I don't know what y'all's budget is. Well, you know, I I think it's like you know, basically, it's just like we're giving you a scene. You'll call me. You'll call me. Okay. <laughs> so if you want a scene, we could totally give um, you a scene. But if only you want, if you just want a cameo, that would be funny to have your face just appear on the coin and go like, hey, I'm Elliot Morgan. And then it cuts away. If you can make the coin just my face and I don't have to do anything, that would be hilarious. Yes. All right. We'll talk. We'll but talk. It's only my... the face with the scratch. Only the side with the scratches. On I'll have my it. people and, talk to your people. And you'll pay okay. me. This is the best thing I've ever yeah, done. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. You get the same rate everybody else, including Andy, the same rate Andy got for all the shit he did. That's insane. Uh, but yeah. So this Batman Dream Warriors thing is totally happening. Look forward to it soon. And uh, yeah, it was really fun to see everyone's work that was finished. But it made me long for uh, what certain people's scenes, what certain scenes people got and what those people will do with those scenes. Elliot, I can't remember. Did you go to the the premiere of no. the villain? So here's the thing. It makes the movie. It's a very fun process. It's a creative. It's a creative journey that you go through. And then we all put our butts in the seat. The only qualm that I have is that um, a bunch of editors and creative people get a movie and these are a bunch of, hey, look at me and look what I can do, people. Yeah. So the movie gets extended by like <laughs> yeah. an hour. Yeah, uh, yeah. Which is what we're trying to avoid this time because Batman Forever is already very long and very boring and bad. And What so- if I just delete my scene? And that's well, my contribution. <laughs> well, we're deleting like yeah. a lot of stuff. Like there's going to be a lot of shit cut from the movie. Um, nothing that people have done already, but, oh shit, the cops are here, but, um, but we're cutting a lot of it because of that, Joe, we definitely don't. And then in the future, I think we're going to give people like a five minute limit on what they do because it's like a little overboard this time. Like, I swear we were watching a scene and we were like, it's still going. It's still going. This is crazy. Bunch of creative assholes. Yeah, exactly. But it's, but the whole goal is to like you know, do something, turn a movie into a bonkers art project and not take it seriously. And it's all based on jokes and funny and stuff like that. So, you know, it's kind of like watching a movie with your friends and making fun of it. But instead of making fun of it, it's being made fun of already on the screen. I'll do it. I'm excited for it. Joe, I would love it, but if you don't, it's totally okay. I managed you guys to resend me the scene. Okay. It's a really short scene. You can do whatever you want with it. But I will say this. There is a lot of farts in this cut. so No farts. Just if you're going to do farts, be sparing with it. (laughs) No farts. Do you you have the line where Val Kilmer says, uh, tell me, doctor, do you like the Thurkif? Is that in uh, the? Is that in there? When does that yeah. happen? You should watch the the clip because uh, it's for some reason the take that they have of Val Kilmer. No fucking way! Uh, is a, tell me, Doctor, do you like the Thurkith? And it is a <laughs> really strange. In that fact, movie, I have a clip here. Uh, that movie is like you know it doesn't it just doesn't compute that it went from Batman Returns to Batman Forever. When you think about how, like, well, Tim Burton should just do all the Batman movies. And then all of a sudden, you've got this, like, bonkers fucking neon McDonald's shit. And if I think to me, there was a moment when Joel Schumacher said that the whole thing was kind of like an homage to the Adam West Batman. Which, to me, makes the movie a bit more watchable, I guess. Tried to increase the camp, but then it was also like I feel like that was backtracking, and it was really the the desire to sell more toys. Like it became, especially totally. in the second one, it was like, oh, destroy the Batmobile, then make another Batmobile. Destroy totally. that suit, make another suit. But I, but as a kid, had all the suits, so I didn't mind. I thought it was awesome. 
You it's can just, pr- bring up the clip if you want. It is fun to listen to. But just I just reading do... the title is enough. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, okay, so you. here, I'll pull up the clip. I'll pull it up and share it with you guys. What It's just Batman it's in forever. The chat. Oh, it's in the, in the chat. Thread. I didn't see that. Text thread. Oh, text chat. Uh, it'd be better in the chat. It'd be easier to get it to my computer. Oh, here, I'll just find it. Tell me, doctor, do you like the Thurketh? <laughs> <laughs> Damn. This is a... <laughs> this is a missed opportunity if it, if someone didn't do something with this in the cut. I mean, I if it were me, I would change the pronunciation of circus to thurketh throughout the entire film. Right, no like anytime someone say, says circus, yeah, <laughs> you just go thurketh. Um, okay, so Batman Forever. Here we go. Okay. What is it you really came here for? Yikes. Time's up. That's usually my line. Listen, I'd love to stay here chatting. Mm, Would you? I'm not so sure. I've really got to get you out of those clothes. Excuse me? And into a black dress. Tell me, doctor, do you like the circus? (laughs) (laughs) And look at the smile on his face. (laughs) You like the circus? (laughs) Damn. it makes me feel like every line leading up to that was a joke. Like the whole thing, that whole scene is really bad. It's dude, yeah. everything in that movie is bad. It's, uh, there, there's almost zero redeeming. I don't think there's anything. In fact, watching it, that oh, music that, is really it loud. It is very loud. You're right. Watching it last night, it it, it came, I came to the realization that I think the the coolest thing about that movie is the like little riddle props that like the riddler like leaves the ones that like open up and they're like 3d and they're all like cool elaborate like props they're like, like really cool birthday cards these days yeah uh th- that's like maybe the coolest thing in the whole movie it's just those little props like everything else is just such a disappointment and real bad even the fighting scenes are like holy shit this is like before <laughs> they cared to do good fighting scenes in movies Real I bad. like the Batmobile. But. Also, oh man, that Batmobile, dude. Of all the Batmobiles, that one's high up for you, Elliot? Uh, when I was a kid, I liked it, and I definitely still like it more than the Tumblr. I never liked the Tumblr. That the Nolan Tumblr did. is too much of like a military vehicle. That Thank just... you. I also yeah. never liked the Tumblr. No, yeah. They really tried to sell that. Everything else was like, it's realistic, but it's still very comic booky. And then that, they're like, this is going to look nothing like a, a Well, the Tumblr is just like straight up something some guy would own, like a car It's the guy fucking would... Cybertruck. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> the motorcycle's yeah, cool, though. The Batcycle's motorcycle's cool. And I will say the Batman and Robin Batmobile, where it's a convertible, is the stupidest Batmobile <laughs> of all time. Because why think... would you have a convertible? To me, the Batman Returns <laughs> and the dangerous. Batman the Animated Series yeah. Batmobiles oh, are yeah. like yeah, those the are best. And I like I do like the Snyder one as well, the Snyder Batmobiles. The Snyder Batmobile, I forgot what that one looks like. Pretty standard Batmobile. But Did you like Deco Robert Pattinson's style? like like Drag Racer? Like I liked it in the movie. I thought it was well done. It, yeah, I hope they make it cooler. I don't. I think Joe, you didn't like it, right? You weren't a fan of the Batmobile and Batman. Uh, the I Batman. was that the Batman itself was really I, kind of boring to me. Man, I actually yeah. really kind of liked it. I, I had to watch I, it again. Every time I watch it, I find something else I like about it, and yeah. uh, and I it kind of to me even rivals the F- Batman Begins as like a that well of a made Batman movie. And I need to watch it again. I'll give it another um, go. And I, I also, will say I liked it more on a second viewing, and I, I was pretty hyped. About every it, time but. I watch it, I like it more. So yeah, I, I I'm with you on that. The I, the my favorite thing about the Batman, though, as far as the Batmobile is concerned, is like, I love that you get little teases of it, like the whole movie. Like anytime you see him in the Batcave, like there's moments where he's kind of like working on something, you don't really see what it is, and then like, finally in the third act or something. Or the end of the second act, you get the reveal of the engine, like the lights come on and then the engine roars and you're like, oh shit, I forgot it. They make you forget about the Batmobile. They make you yeah. forget that there is a Batmobile and then they they blow your mind and just throw it at you and you're like, oh shit, Batmobile. And then you get a fucking incredibly well done 
chase sequence. I thought that chase sequence was fucking awesome. I love that. It's the best part of that movie. Yeah, I agree. Okay, I'm going to watch again because I remember absolutely zero from the movie. It didn't stick with me at all. Well, you were, I remember booing in the theater. You were going boo and trying to, you were upset. You were so upset, Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were saying boobs. 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 (laughs) Just pointing at the screen. Poor boobs. (laughs) Boobs. Anyway, you can't can't say anything, honey. You just can't. Let him be. Yeah, that that Batman movie, though, the Batman, I will say the one thing, the mark I give against the Batman is that it is a little too long, I think. That, like, whole auditorium flood thing with all the, like, Riddler henchmen. I, I think that's like the worst part of the movie. I think I don't know. I don't know. I, I know they need a big Batman that's saves all the, the third. You got we got to figure out a way, a new way to do the third act in I Batman know. movies. Because it's know. always big set piece, and you're like, okay. But I love that. I mean, it is very important to the story, and then it like because you know the movie starts with him being like, I'm I'm here to scare the shit out of like bad guys. And that's what I do. And then at the end of the movie, he's like, oh, but I, I guess I can help people and not be scary to like the citizens. You know, the citizens cannot they why they shouldn't be afraid of me. Only the bad guys should be afraid of me. So he like with him helping the citizens and stuff at the end, I thought that was a really cool character turn. It, you really feel like you're watching young Batman grizzled and like emo become like the man batman the batman robert pattinson's a freaking star <laughs> he's a star yeah, he is he's good man he's really good you throw in you throw in that little little subtle nirvana thing a couple times in it oh yeah uh, that's i'm a pretty easy sell with batman i know anyway. i and know that'll... That takes me. I go, oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Pretty cool. that's and pretty it's cool. all moody and rad. Moody. It's really cool, man. I like it is that movie. emo bat. It is super emo Batman. Is what I remember. I was like, this is just emo, dark, slow emo Batman. But it makes sense. Slow. It makes yeah, sense. Like, but, uh, emo Batman is like one we haven't really seen, like in the movie version. Yeah, but the whole movie felt emo. Like it's just mm-hmm. a little like didn't mm-hmm. felt less action movie. Give Quick it another. Tan- give it another C quick tangent to other awesome action movie holy shit elliot just for a fun time Ugh. go watch godzilla minus one please oh go my see god it. please go see it. we watched two or three episodes of monarch and are bored out of our ever-loving minds because oh i not, heard bad things I, about it i'm screaming at the tv with grace going like if they don't show me a monster in five minutes, we're never watching this thing again. I and then know. they showed like a clip of something from 2014 in San Francisco. And I was like, this isn't what this franchise is about. It sucks. No. Dude, and, uh, go watch it. It's great. Like they made this movie for only $15 million. Really? Have that in the back of your mind. And then it is legitimately like you're terrifying. I was sitting there You're watching seriously going, terrified. Yeah. <laughs> this is a big Godzilla monster movie. And the way they mess with scale and just like yeah, anxiety cool. and tension, it blows your fucking mind. Oh, you don't even yeah. have to be a Godzilla. Awesome. I, like, I'm not a big Godzilla fan. Like, I know Godzilla. La, la, la. I'm not I'm not like into the lore. I didn't watch the old movies. And I just sat there, went by myself at 11.55 p.m. And just sat in the theater with my eyes wide going like, holy shit. PM, yeah, dude, kept that's, me awa- kept me awake. Kate, oh, I'm glad, I'm glad, because cool. that's risky to see that kind of late. I think no way, man. It was so much fun. I highly recommend it. That movie awesome. grabs you and doesn't let go. Basically, like you're on the edge of your seat the whole time. Yeah, and, and it's and it's actually just genuinely a good movie. Like, take yep. all the Godzilla stuff out, yep. and you're like, this is a good love story. Like. You know about the people. Little human interest piece some mixed human. With, yeah. with just some nice. incredible destruction. No real backstory. Whatever backstory is really cleverly like, uh, hey, the Americans dropped a bomb. Moving on. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. very yeah. good. Highly, highly, highly recommend. Uh, and then I think I talked about it last time, and Steve, you weren't there, but also highly recommend Eli Roth's Thanksgiving. I had a fun time. Man, everybody I know is enjoying that movie, and I really didn't like it. Oh, it's just a stupid slasher. It's fun. I, I, I maybe I. I think All what right. I've I think what I've what I've decided is is that like 
I, what I what I require from a slasher movie for me to like really love it is a supernatural element. Definitely doesn't have that. When a slasher <laughs> is just some dude, it's like way less compelling to me. Like the Scream movies, like I love Scream 1. Scream 1 is like a fucking timeless, very well-made slasher. But the rest of them are like you're kind of doing I, the same thing over and over again, aren't I you? I hard agree with you. Yeah. So when I see it, so like there is a rare slasher, like the first scream that isn't supernatural, but is just well done. I don't know for me with, with Thanksgiving, that one guy with like the tiniest forehead you've ever seen in your life ruined the whole movie for me. You know who I'm talking about? <laughs> Wait, what? That, that get that like football player, annoying asshole bully guy. That's I'm with them. I have to go back and look at the size of this guy's forehead. Don't you remember the, <laughs> don't you remember that bully football player yeah. guy? That was like an asshole. Yeah. That uh, guy Joe, ruined the movie for me. That's Joe so watched funny. the entire movie and totally forgot to just keep track of the sizes of people's foreheads, which you, you just need gotta to do look. if you're going to talk to movies with Steve. You just got to look at the foreheads just for me. (laughs) But I was also disappointed that it didn't do like nearly enough of what the uh, Grindhouse trailer did. Right. For Thanksgiving. You went in with some pretty high expectations. I went in with none. And I I was like, let's just see what this goes with. And it was fun. I thought it was fun. But Godzilla, (laughs) Elliot, go. Godzilla is so good. Super good. Yeah. And Joe, the movie, and, movie theater kick. So yeah, and there's plans for you, Joe, for you to see or Elliot to see the boy and the heron or no? Yes, mm-hmm. and Iron Claw, which I hear is great. That might not be up your alley, Steve, but I'm really excited no. To but see it's a it. twenty four, and I and you know, yeah. if they're gonna get me to watch a sports thing, I'll, it's a twenty four. I'm mm-hmm. more likely to watch um, Iron Claw. Do you know that Zach Efron, when they were doing that drama about his jaw, it might have been because he got the shit kicked out of him under a bridge in Los Angeles on Skid Row for buying drugs. Wait, 2014 when, in, in 2014, 2013, 2014. Yeah. And so I guess, uh, yeah, he, he was, under, he got, and then the cops showed up and he just had the, he got assaulted by him. So now he looks different. Look, give me my money. That's Is all that I said real? I said, That's really what money. happened. That's what I heard. It was one of those things where it's like a, a celeb, like an actual gossipy, like pop people who actually care about what actually happens with celebrities on pop culture. And you find out some real dark stuff like about mm. celebrities that isn't official and isn't what their team says. Mm. And that was, I guess, one of them back in the days. He got he really got the crap kicked out of him. Hmm. Wow. I was unaware of so, that. Happy New Year. Give me my money. Let's take a look at this guy's mm-hmm. forehead really quick together. <laughs> And you tell me you're not looking at it at someone's forehead who's a little bit smaller than everyone else's here. I I know immediately with who you're you know talking who I'm talking about. about. <laughs> wow, you know that's it incredible. Looks like they took some of his forehead and gave it to <laughs> other people in frame. That's great. That's a two head. <laughs> God dang it. There's anyway, so guys. Many... Uh, Anything else? Anything else? We don't, uh, any TV shows? What are we watching? You guys got to watch Scavengers Reign. I know I've mentioned this a bunch. It's amazing. It's so good. You've watched so, it, Joe? It's outstanding. Isn't it? Never incredible. Seen it. Never seen anything like mm-hmm. it. Nobody's Agreed. done anything close. Mm-hmm. Nobody will do anything like it for quite a while. Mm-hmm. It is It is a masterpiece. A masterpiece. A sci-fi, a modern sci-fi masterpiece. Please watch it. The Scavengers Reign. Have you ever watched those, like, national geographic specials or like discovery but like every once in a while they'll do those those things that are like this is what life might be like on another planet and then it's like cgi like animals and like plant life and, and stuff like weird that weird mating rituals and stuff i love those specials they're Me great too. they I, they got a sp- special place in my heart that's what this show is is that this yeah. creative duo were just like let's set it on another planet and let's have a story kind of attached to it about these people marooned on it. But let's just only concentrate on the flora and the fauna and how crazy and insane it is. And it's yeah. fucking amazing. It's like because, you know, what we talk, we talk about this sometimes. I've said this a lot about like alien stuff in entertainment. We get all these bipedal creatures that are just like, you know, two eyes, a mouth two arms, two legs. 
And it's just, it's such an uninspired alien design because we don't know. It could blow our minds what a real alien could look like. It could look like this Lovecraftian tentacled, like where are its eyes? What even is it? Like not even tentacles. Tentacles is like, we always like take something based from earth to equate it to an alien thing. And it's, I love it when some creative goes way beyond that and goes like, well, let's just make a creature that's just doesn't comp we can't comprehend it's like you form. have they had to turn off their disbelief mechanism yeah. in their head and just go crazy i don't think i'm spoiling anything so i'm just going to talk about this one elliot which is amazing there's this one like life let's call it plant life meets non-plant life and what it does is that you walk by it and it'll like prick you with a thorn and what it's doing when it pricks you with a thorn is that it takes your dna and it sucks it up into its like plant like body thing. And then it makes a replica of you. And so it could be you as a human. It could be a, a cow. It could be anything. It replicates it and like grows it very fast within its like little like bubble sack. And then it births it very quick. And then this thing catches up with the herd or whatever it like was replicated from. It kills the thing it replicates and it buries it. Yeah, it like assimilates like, among. Yeah, it like <laughs> yeah, and then it like it comes into the herd, and then what it does is that it it just lays down, and then it explodes, <laughs> and like infects the herd, kills the entire herd, and then in, in infecting the herd with its spores, and it immediately kills them all. The plant grows out of the carcasses. This it is how it replicates. It starts all over of, again. Yeah, the spreading <laughs> of the seed. It's That's so awesome. cool. It's so but that, it's all based um, in these like otherworldly organics and stuff. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like it has a high level of goo. Would you say that? Is there a lot of goo? There's goo? some goo. There's some goo, but it's also animated. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's animated. Oh, it's yeah. animated. Yes. So it's it's animated goo, which makes it a little less gross, but it's just fascinating. You can't rip your eyes away from it because you're like, I don't want to miss some new thing. And then like the the characters are great they're so grounded they're they're like real people and uh what you know one of the characters like pulls out this thing and knows exactly what to do with it already because he's lived there for a while and he's like ripping apart all this stuff and then he pulls out this tiny thing and then it like blows up into a balloon and then he like sticks his hand in it and he starts to like float up into the sky and just as he's doing that he looks over at his partner and goes i hate this fucking planet <laughs> <laughs> Like, it's just all, like, dangerous, horrible, nightmare stuff. There really was that good. one. Do you guys remember that movie with Adam Driver where he went, like, it's it's like it takes place. 65,000. Yeah, with the, with the dinosaurs. There was, like, that whole thing where, like, they take off from the planet. And then the big reveal is, is that, like, that's Earth back when dinosaurs ruled the Earth. But and these were Adam Driver's playing like essentially an alien from a way distant planet that found Earth as it was populated by dinosaurs. And so they escape and then they basically like are like, well, let's never fucking go back there again. That's like a monster planet. <laughs> it's and like, then we evolve. Yeah, yeah. And it's like maybe that's why we don't really have all these communication from other aliens because they saw it when it was like dinosaur world. And they're like, this is yeah. fucking treacherous, and this is a nightmare. Should we check again in 65 million? No. No. Market, <laughs> market is dead. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Let's just nuke them. Blow them up. Yeah. <laughs> Send a thing. You guys know about Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, obviously, mm -hmm. right? Like, I love that, like, when Arthur Dent, the Earth guy, finds out that there's, like, aliens and all this stuff. And then there's this Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, which this guy is writing about every planet in the known in, in, in the farthest reaches of the galaxy. And he's like, what does it say about Earth? And he like looks at it and it just says, Earth, mostly harmless. <laughs> That's all it says. It doesn't say like there's beautiful this, there's like all that. Yeah. It's just literally, it's, there's all these paragraphs for every other planet. But for Earth, it's just mostly harmless, period. <laughs> Done. C plus. The end. <laughs> What right. is this chan what's channel is this program on that you're talking about? What network? HBO Max. H yeah, that's HBO Max. I see. Cool. Oh, yeah, I'm familiar. All right. Hi Great. Highly recommend. Well, happy New Year, guys. Happy, happy New, New Year, year guys. Anybody doing anything special tonight? Just uh, hanging with some family friends down the road, and uh, the kids probably trying to stay up till five in the morning. Does that happen? 
Yeah, they they, they love it. They I, family yeah. friends. Yeah, there's like some uh, uh, families down the road that have been around since the schoolings of the kids, and we go hang with them. Cool. That That's cute. Fun. I like yeah, that. It's one of the few families where it's like, oh, the moms like the moms, the dads like the dads, the dads and the moms like each other. The kids Whoa. are kind of the same age. What's Dude, what's going on? What's okay. going on? Don't start any drama. Yeah. Transcendent function. Uh, yeah. It's a rare thing. It's like the American dream. It's part American of the American dream. dream. It's so rare. It is so rare. Totally. Yeah. Nobody talks about it, but like it's like a the, royal flush in poker. It's yeah. like you, how do you get that? For the parents to actually like the parents mm -hmm. of the kids that like mm -hmm. it's it's wow. Don't fuck it happen. up. Don't doesn't fuck it happen. up. Uh okay. Well, yeah, I think I, I was gonna I, I might go to a party tonight. Ooh, I might gross. Go to a party. What are you? Twelve? What are you yeah, doing? Grow up, dude. Uh, it's funny because it, there's two parties and one of them is like my curiosity is super peaked, but maybe a younger me would have gone. But it was uh, a friend of mine who notoriously goes to stuff like this and just does big, weird adventures out in the real world. Mm. Sent me a link to this like it, you could come if you want. And, and the it, the invitation God, I don't know how to describe this without it being really filthy. The invitation is digital, and the image is a person's face that is covered. Okay, all right, all right, all right. And then well, I was like, okay, that's cheeky. And then I click on it, and then it tells you, like, it says, if you want to come to this party, come you have to, to sign party. a waiver that says that you're okay with ha people having sex all around you <laughs> and every possible area of this party there could be sex you're gonna go and uh and then there's like all these other things and activities and there's like bloodletting and like they're like bloodletting blood <laughs> blood there are orgies but also cornhole <laughs> well, actually, there is a hole, but it's not a cornhole. There is a corner of cornhole. Uh, there is, yeah, there is cornhole. There is a, it's a different kind of different. hole. I, I, uh, dude, you have to go now because now we want you to report on it. I know. I want. I, I do want to go. Uh, and I was like, maybe I could pop in for like an hour and then get out. Uh, but I was talking to my girlfriend about it, and she's like, I don't really want to go to that. Okay, well. <laughs> And I was yeah. like, I, she's like, you don't really want to go to that, do you? And I was like, part of me really does. And another part of me is like, I don't need this shit, man. I don't what if need you, that. That's not the, my world. Here's the compromise. You guys go because, you know, you just want to see what's happening. But you both wear like metal eyes wide belts. shut no eyes wide <laughs> shut like like <laughs> yeah like there's no chance that any yeah. of us could be slipping into any cornholes <laughs> um just send just forward me the invite just like so just look to look at, at just to look at it you're just yeah. gonna look at it you're not gonna go you're just I gonna go. look at it actually yeah no do that i do want to see it <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'll send it to you guys all right well all right. uh thank you guys for listening Thank you guys for taking care of the show last week. That was clutch mm. of you boys. Mm. Clutch, good word. Good Missing word. Kevin. Oh, it was Kevin's birthday on Friday. I don't think uh, I knew that. I had to better say happy birthday to the boy. Uh, yeah. I was happy thinking, birthday to Kevin on behalf of all of us. Happy birthday. So what do you got there, Joe? A balloon? I'll never, I'll never tell. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, happy birthday to Kevin. Thank you guys for listening. Love you boys. We'll catch you on the next show, guys. See you, everybody.